You may have seen the Pickleball Librarian on Facebook or YouTube. Drew Evans is the head of reference, and he has a great pickleball story as he went from being a law librarian to a pickleball librarian. Let's get to the intro so you can hear more about what he and his team do as pickleball librarians. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'm so excited. I would like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Drew Evans, the Pickleball Librarian. Welcome, Drew. Hi. Hey, folks. How's it going? You are between the covers with the Pickleball Librarian. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And yeah, we're going to definitely get uh, down, down deep in those covers, I guess, today. First of all, let's open this book by saying, Happy Read Across America Week. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you, what does that mean, Read Across America Week? It's a, a week-long celebration that a lot of libraries or schools are doing just to celebrate reading, encouraging people to read, promote literacy. Now, does it matter what you read, whether it's a physical book or on a Kindle or just, you know, on your computer? Nope, not at all. You know, as long as you just enjoy the pleasure of reading. You know, oh, go ahead. No, go. I, I was going to say, yeah, you know, it's great to have you on the podcast. And I just wanted to ask you about kind of your origin story, both in terms of how you started playing pickleball and how you became the pickleball librarian. Origin stories. I always like these because every superhero has an origin story. But my favorite stories are when people rebuild themselves. Like the guy in Colorado who lost his wife. Nowadays, he carts water to everyone on the courts during the summers. He found an opportunity to serve, a way to channel his grief. And John is one of my superheroes. Then there's Dick from Idaho who said, pickleball saved my life literally because I had gotten way out of shape and developed a serious type 2 diabetes situation. Then I have my friend Ryan in Arizona who was a rising college tennis star before he hurt his leg on the court. Now he's making his athletic comeback in pickleball. So origin stories are what I like, and this is mine. It involves layoffs and basketball. And I've also been involved with martial arts most of my life. First of all, I was the reference, a reference generalist at Kansas State Li University. So yes, I do. I, I am a real librarian in real life. I do have a master's of library science. And in addition to working the Kansas, for Kansas State University, I was the government documents librarian and head of reference at Washburn University School of Law. To be a law librarian, ideally, is your, you have your master's of library science and a law degree, which I, which I do have. And, you know, I enjoy both those jobs. I enjoy helping people and helping point them out for information. So people don't always know what a law librarian does. So a lot of times you'll meet a law librarian and we impress people by just saying we're a research attorney. And during that time while I was uh, working as a law librarian, I played a lot of basketball and I ran my church's adult basketball activities. I had a great time doing that, especially since we had a lot of people over 35 and then we had younger folks. So it was a little intergenerational and it was great. So after a long Monday at the law library, I just looked forward to hooping it up. But things changed because the younger guys kept bringing in their friends and as we got, as the average age went down into the 20s, less guys and they're over 35 were there. 
And pretty soon I realized, holy Hannah, I'm the only old guy here. And it really is hard to compete. I mean, on basketball, yeah, age does make a difference. And that's the good thing about basketball about pickleball is, you know, you, you, it's really intergenerational and age does make a difference, but you can still compete. So anyway, around that time, I had to step away from the church program because things also got tougher at the law library. Law schools nationwide have been slowly suffering since the 2008 financial meltdown. The law, the legal world's shrunk. Law schools had to lay people off and they've also had to shrink in size or just close up or combine. So my law school finally, you know, they did a great job having people, keeping people there, but they finally had to lay people off in uh, 2016. I was laid off then and my law library now has a third less people working there. The nice thing is being a librarian is I had faculty status, so uh, they gave me a year's time. And But I, I worked hard during that last year. I wanted to really enjoy it. So after that last year of working, and you know, before then, I had to ask myself, what was I going to do in the future? As a single dad, I decided to look into public school teaching. I mean, I figured I've taught at the law school level. I've taught courses in undergrad. I've also taught course in the library school level. And I had to, you know, teach these great minds that were, you know, very smart young people and also, you know, people of all ages. But I figured maybe I could do take this to the fourth grade or middle school math level. And sure, I taught adults. Teaching kids can't be hard. I was wrong, very wrong. I mean, my classroom management skills were not what they, you know, needed to be because I didn't have to do that so much at the college level. And also the thing about public school teaching is I was thinking, this is great. I can be super dad. You know, I want to be the dad to my son. And the problem is teachers work long hours. And I still remember spring break where I spent four days in the classroom and in meetings yeah, it wasn't uh, what I thought it would be. So I just want all the teachers out there to know, especially, you know, the ones in public schools, you are my heroes. What you folks do is just incredible. Here, here. So anyway, after that year, I decided it wasn't for me. I just couldn't do it. I didn't care if they doubled my pay. So while figuring out what to do, I started relieving stress by working out and playing basketball at the Y. The nice thing about the Y is they had a good lunchtime basketball crowd. I got to play with you know, more folks closer to my age. But then one day I went to the Y early and people were playing pickleball. So I was invited to try it out. I became hooked instantly. It was like, wow, I have to get more. And the neat thing about that feeling is when I introduce people to pickleball, when they start hitting the ball, Eventually, you see the smile on their face and you're like, uh-huh, you're hooked. I've been there. Welcome to the club. And a great club it is. But uh, could you ever imagine that you would be going from being a law librarian to a pickleball librarian? <laughs> I never would have guessed it at that time. So, you know, after playing pickleball, around this time, I sat down and spoke with my financial advisors because I, I still was worried financially. I mean, I had my at least my son to support. And we examined how much I spent over the last year. The financial advisors, they both looked at each other 
and looked at me at the same time, said, congratulations, you never have to work for anyone else again. So here I was in my 40s and able to retire. Wow. Now back to pickleball. So I needed to find purpose in my life. I mean, I read some books about that. You know, I just couldn't go fishing or couldn't, as much as I love to read as a librarian, I couldn't do that all the time. But I enjoyed pickleball and I wanted to learn more. I wanted to get good at it. So I picked up a book called Smart Pickleball, The Pickleball Guru's Guide by Prem Carnot. And when I, before I bought that book, I was reading reviews on it and all I could find were like a sentence here, word here, sentence there. There wasn't any in-depth review. As a librarian, I used to write reviews for various state and national library publications. And also as a martial artist, I used to review products for Dragon's Way Martial Arts. So I knew I had something offer to offer in this field. I knew I could write a very good review. And I wrote my first review and I got so many positive comments from a lot of folks. I mean, you know, of course, Prem was happy about it. And Mark Renison, you know, wrote me and he said, hey, he, he enjoyed my review and he wanted, he recommended that I do video reviews. So I am the pickleball librarian. So tell me, in terms of what you review, it's all pickleball related. And give me an example of something that you re- review that isn't something that people would really think of that you might review. Because obviously, you know, lots of people review paddles. But what do you review that somebody might not think you do? Well, what we did recently is uh, we reviewed this product called the Klitsch. And it's like a, it's a, it's a clip that holds onto your shoes. So you clip it onto your bag and it's real handy because no matter who you are in pickleball, there is never enough room in your bag and you always wish you had room for another paddle or two. And this product's nice because your shoes are securely held right outside of your bag and you clip it onto your bag and it lets your shoe air out, you know, lets it last longer and not smell so much. Yeah, I I could, I know a lot of people who could really use that. (laughs) So give me, give me uh, an example of what you have found to be kind of one of your most interesting reviews that you've done in it. You know, it could be a paddle or not. It could be something that you would think of, but just was kind of interesting. Maybe it was what you were reviewing or who you were talking to. Well, so of course I review a lot of books, but I just want to point out one book that I really enjoyed, The History of Pickleball, More Than 50 Years of Fun by, by Jennifer LaCour and Beverly Youngren. Now, it's more than just a book. I mean, it's a real detailed research book where they went in there and they interviewed folks. They found newspaper clippings. I mean, the research in this book is incredible. I mean, the last few pages, there's all these footnotes of where they went. So when I talk to folks about research and doing history, I actually sometimes show them this book. I was like, check this book out. I mean, you know, I was as a live, this is when I saw the librarian in me and the pickleball lover in me just meet. And it, it was great. I just wanted to break in here and say, as pickleball players, we want to get better at the sport. And it was in a recent interview with Hella Spar, I realized I didn't even do 10% of what she talked about on the court. So I've signed up for a doubles course, and you may want to consider doing so too. You can get more information by going to pickleballfire.com doubles. And just to let you know, I do make an affiliate commission if you purchase her course, and this helps to support the Pickleball Fire podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. 
Yeah, that's I, I've heard such great things about that book, too. And you know what, you're really convincing me just even with what you're saying to buy it and then actually read it. So I know that there's another book that I think you reviewed, and it was the one by Marlene Bell, because she was on the Pickleball Fire podcast, and her book is Pickleball, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I love that book. I mean, it's great. So like I said earlier, how Pickleball is nice because it's so intergenerational. It's also, should I, I can't think of a better term, but it's, it's well, it's for all skill levels. I mean, you know, I mean, Jennifer, you know, she's a gold medalist. I mean, and a lot of the books out there, like the one by Yoda, Mark Friedenberg, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. But, you know, Marlene Bell, I mean, she's not a 5-0 player, but her book is great. It's more from the perspective of, of the rec player. Yeah, and it, there's all, it's very humorous. Let me just put it that way. I agree. It made me laugh. And, you know, it's it's just nice. I mean, it just shows that the world of pickleball is for everyone, not just for the 5-0 players. And even and someone who's not a 5-0 player can read a, write a book that everyone in pickleball will enjoy. Very true. So I'm curious as to, you know, you do a lot of videos and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely like an audio person. I am not comfortable doing videos and they take a ton of time, ton more time than a podcast does. But do you do all of that on your own? How does, or do you have a team? Yeah, we do have a team. I mean, uh, we we have a pickleball librarian team. So, you know, when we get technical, I'm not the only pickleball librarian. I'm probably head of reference once again in my life. I mean, we have a marketing librarian and that's Colleen Mendoza. I mean, uh, she's like our head of marketing. She is behind the scenes. You don't see her too often, but she really helps guide us in certain areas. Uh, a lot of editorials. She She helps. I mean, I have friends that Sometimes I would do a video and I'm really not sure if it's sensitive enough. And I would probably, you know, clear it with the right person. You know, I have Shelly. Shelly is great. She's really loves to be outreach. She goes out there and uh, she was at the Atlanta open meeting, all kinds of folks. And, you know, she's going to have a lot more great videos coming out. And then we have a couple of training librarians. I mean, Ben and Kirk and Lawrence. I mean, these folks come up with the craziest drills you never thought about. And one of their drills they came up with is one involving two nets where you have, where you put one net at the non-volley zone and, you know, and, and so basically you have the regular net and another net at the non-volley zones. And that's to teach people how to do a good drop, how to see how the ball lands just right. I love that. You know, once it gets a little warmer here in Connecticut, I'm going to have to uh, do that on the courts or in my driveway, because I actually, I actually do have two nets. <laughs> nice. Yep. So there is a use for them. <laughs> and, you know, and, and we, let's see who else. I mean, we got Brant too. I mean, you know, Brant, Brant's also, he, we tease him because he's our CIA member, but that really stands for Culinary Institute of America. And, you know, he's great with nutrition and he's probably going to come up with some videos of healthy snacks and healthy meals you can cook. Now, one of the things that you mentioned can you give me an example of how somebody on your team, you know, or someone who gave you feedback about, you said, are you sensitive enough? Can you give me maybe an uh, example? Okay, good. All right. Very, very. So let's say, for instance, you know, I might make a, a video where I throw in a joke about, you know, kids. One important member I forgot to mention was uh, my son, Walter. You know, I might run it by him and say, hey, is this funny? You know, do you, is this okay? And he's like, oh, dad, that's wrong. 
don't put that in the video. And um, one, one thing we do too is uh, we do have a, a program where we help folks who can't afford pickleball paddles where we have a little bit of an outreach. So, I mean, sometimes we get donations from companies and individuals and we put, we put paddles out there and, uh, you know, that's kind of tricky because I mean, it's great when you have a kid getting a paddle and they're, of course their parents are okay with the video, the kids, you know, wonderful. And that's a great video, but sometimes you get someone who might be disabled and they can't afford the paddle. I mean, we provide for them too. And one, you know, one time we thought about making a video for it, but, you know, a friend of ours who has an autistic child recommended, no, that that's just, you know, your heart's in the right place, but people might see it wrong. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. So, it, it, I mean, you guys do a tremendous amount of work in terms of, you know, reviews and information. You know, is everybody just kind of volunteering doing this just because they enjoy it so much? We love pickleball and we love spreading pickleball information. We, we, we use the term access. We create access. We build the information to go elsewhere. We share it. I mean, Matt Mayfield of uh, Wichita recently said, you know, he felt that pickleball was like an underground movement and folks like us, the pickleball librarian team, we help share that information with other, other folks. And now it's not so underground. Very true. I mean, you must have, well, what's your library like at this point? I mean, how many reviews and videos do you have? Oh, gosh, I apologize, but I haven't really kept track. But one thing I do is I do have, so I have a nice hybrid car since I like to travel a lot, an SUV, and I caught my bookmobile. It has a little, it has a logo on the side of it. And I often carry a bunch of paddles with me. So I call it the, the I'll Pickleball Library. And we like to share that with a lot of people. And uh, so that's what we do. I mean, without, with our reviews, when we review a product, you will usually see it on the court using it. You will see a lot of the paddles that we reviewed, especially ones that we reviewed recently, or we talked about. So someone out there can share it. Yeah. And, oh, here's another story. So one time I wanted to play it. I was just traveling and I just wanted to go stretch my legs out. I didn't want to be recognized. I just wanted to be by myself and just go out and hit a few balls. And I happened to be wearing a pair of shorts from one of the vendors. And it's kind of funny because the person, a person came up to me and said, are you the pickleball librarian? I'm like, uh, yes. And he said, well, I thought I recognized you. I wasn't sure until I saw those shorts and I read, I watched a review on it yesterday. So, okay. Question. Why didn't you want to be recognized? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, some, Sometimes when, you, when you're on a lot of videos, when you're doing a lot, whenever you're on a court, everybody wants to play with you. And you want to play with everyone else too. So sometimes I just want to make a quick stop at a court and uh, get back on the road. <laughs> well, that night I didn't. I stayed and probably played two or three hours. But you know what? It was worth it. I enjoyed it. So moral of the story for me is stay doing audio only, correct? Hey, you actually, Lynn, you have a great voice and I guarantee you people will recognize that. They'll be like, aren't you? <laughs> I'll say no, because they won't know the difference because there's no image, right? <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, no, we all sound alike. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So tell me about where do you go in your book mobile? I have no idea if you're like just traveling, you know, within the Topeka, Kansas area or elsewhere. 
So sometimes we go to places by request. I mean, uh, in Hoover, Alabama, they had, what was it, the Heritage Tournament a couple years ago. So they asked us to come out and, you know, help, help provide, help pay for all costs and stuff, which was great. And we wanted to do a great job. So, you know, team member Shelly had some uh, friend in the neighbor in the area. So it just worked out fine. We were able to carpool together and she was able to hang out with her friend for that weekend. And Sherry, uh, she was nice to uh, let me use her pool house for the week. So I had a place to stay. And uh, Shelly and I just did the best we can. We covered the tournament in the pickleball librarian style. I mean, we didn't just feature the 5-0 players. But we made sure we got something like uh, senior 3.5 men's singles. I mean, we did the oddest tournaments that people may hopefully look for. And we got a lot of comments. We got feedback from folks saying, wow, I'm glad you covered that because I always wanted to see what folks in my age range and my level would play. Now, that's really cool. So when you said that you say covered 3.5 singles, what did that involve? I mean, what was the video about? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we, we commentated on the match. We made sure that it was broadcast. Oh, okay. You know, a lot of times when you look for pickleball, you're, you're seeing the high level matches, but we made sure we made, we, we tried to cover pickleball at all types of ages, genders, and, and skill levels. You know, what, like I said before, our, our model a lot of times is access and we wanted folks to see access to this. That's right. I read that on your Facebook page. It said, we also break stereotypes and other barriers. We provide access. That's us. And, yeah. and, oh, and also while I was there, I was able to get a bunch of great interviews. I mean, I, I love doing interviews and, you know, introducing products to the consumer. Yeah, I, I bet there was lots of vendors there and, and a lot of whole slew of players too. So how, how has that been going? You know, what are your plans going forward? Because I know everybody's probably cut back a little bit with the COVID-19 yes. pandemic, but this year is looking a little bit better as the vaccines are rolling out. That's true. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, it's incredible because I keep track of pickleball news and every now and then I see what? Another paddle company? You know, there's always new stuff coming out. So we, you know, we, we try to keep up on it. I mean, if the paddle lands in our hand, we will. And we, we, you know, we give things a fair review. And the nice thing is, since there's a team, you know, we find the right person to review it. I mean, like I, I like a certain type of paddle and if it's a soft, you know, if it's a real soft control paddle, I mean, Colleen, that she prefers those. And if it's something faster or harder, Walter goes with those paddles. Well, interesting. So I, I don't know if I should ask you this, but what is your favorite paddle at this point? So I like a certain balance of touch power. And I like a I like a paddle that can speed up the ball the way I need to. And a lot of times my go-to paddle is the engage coach icon. But the cool thing is there are other manufacturers that make a paddle similar to that. I mean, I actually, you know, I love the temper. LX. That's a nice paddle too. And, and then the armor invigorate graphite, the gearbox five control at the 8.5 ounce. And also the one shot pickleball pro shot, you know, just to name a few, those, those have a very similar feel in that range. So, so, so sorry to give you, sorry to give you too much of an answer, but yes, you know, I have a paddle that I use and I judge a lot of the paddles from, but you know, the good news is 
I don't want to favor anyone who's listening. I don't want to favor one company over it, but I'm just giving you a choice. If you play the way I do, if you like my certain feel, these are some paddles that you might want to look at also. That, that's perfect. And what would you say your style is again? My style? I, I like to have, you know, for me, I like to have a certain ba- balance of power and control where if I need to speed the ball up, I can have a lot of power and a lot. But also, I, I want the amount of control that if someone hits it hard at me, I'm able to just dink it right in the kitchen. And, you know, keep in mind, I think a lot of players seek to have that. But some folks, like uh, my sons, both of them actually, I also have a same son named Forrest. You know, both of them, they have more of a tennis background growing up than I did. They can play with a more powerful paddle than I can. They don't, you know, and I need a little bit more control. All right. Well, I appreciate the your expertise because I've said, I think on the podcast before, I am definitely not a paddle expert. But yeah, just to finish up today, if somebody wants to get in contact with you, where's the best place to reach out? Facebook. That's a great place. I mean, I noticed that a lot of folks on Pickleball really use Facebook. And I got to give a shout out to Aspen Curran on his Pickleball forum. I mean, a very good, very good forum there. Lots of information. But also on YouTube, I'm also there too. You could find me there. And if you need to, you know, you could just email me at uh, pickleballlibrarian at gmail.com. And where's the best place to see all the videos? Uh, I, YouTube and Facebook has them. I mean, you know, YouTube has a lot of videos. Sometimes we might just put a post with some information on it. And that's, that's the problem with the YouTube is that you'll, you'll miss out some of those informative posts and pictures. Right. So, yeah, I, I know I reached out to you through Facebook, so we were able to easily connect. Well, anyways, Drew, it's been great to have you on the podcast today. Really a lot of fun. And, you know, thank you for being on and also doing so much for the sport. Thank you. And uh, same to you. We really, you know, are huge fans of your podcast. We've been listening for a while. So thank you for all that you do. Well, thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.